You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 20th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Your Thursday crew back together again. Bill Curlick and Mark Porter, as you can see. First things first, gentlemen, tonight is a very special evening for the Ohio State community. It will be the Spring Festival for the Foundation This is going to be really the first star-studded affair the foundation has had a chance to put on. It is going to be impressive. I will be attending this event, thankfully. And the way it works is you get tables and such. I will be sitting with at least one real donor, and rumor has it, a position coach and a famous alum will also be at our table. And also celebrities such as Dave Biddle and Patrick Murphy could be at our table that we are waiting on. Those guys have some paparazzi issues to deal with, but if I'm not going to give out the alum and the uh, position coach we're going to get, because it could change. But if we do get these individuals, it will be an interesting evening and everybody will be there. It's a who's who. So we hope to come back with some very interesting information and meet a bunch of people. If you do see me there, please come up and introduce yourself. Um, I was just telling the guys that we are about 50th level burner on the celebrity scale, but I figured this might be one of the places I could get recognized. So please come up and stroke my ego and let me come home feeling better about myself than when I got there. But definitely would love to chat with anyone who wants to break bread. It will be an interesting evening since, you know, since the pandemic, they haven't had these Huge get-together, so this is going to be really cool. And like we said, Ryan Day and Chris Holtman are the headliners, but it will be a who's who of Buckeye celebs. So look forward to that. Like I said, come by and say hello. Now, what we first have to deal with is the week that was. We will address the C.J. Stroud hullabaloo that seems to be developing in the media. And I talked about with the guys before the show thinking it could be a topic. And as I see the comments, people do want to talk about that. But let's first talk about the spring game. Mark broke it down in his Buckeye in the Sky. Now, to call it a game is a little bit of a loose interpretation because of the rules, etc. Mark, having a chance to see it, 
um, who flashed, what's your thoughts on the whole thing? And I guess we must, you are legally obligated to comment on Kyle McCord. Yeah, uh, as an aside, I miss a, a true spring game, a true draft where you draft two teams and they play like a game and, you know, you kind of let the chips fall at May. And as another aside, you know, a lot of the non-contact, you know, you saw uh, Mayan Williams running there and anybody touched him would, you know, butt off real quick. No one wanted to hurt him. And about 10 years ago, I was down with that mentality. Like, oh, these players are million-dollar assets. Don't hurt them. Keep them safe. The, the worst thing that could happen is an ACL or Achilles when we lose them for the season. And, and that was my mentality. But seeing some of the poor tackling that I've witnessed in the past couple of years and, you know, just throughout college football, I think the looser practices – are missing the old school toughness and mentality on defense of these knockdown tackles, you know, whatever. So that's just personal, but that leads in uh, the evaluation of the spring game. Uh, it's a little different feel out there. Uh, Brian Hartline's a new offensive coordinator. And I know a storyline would be like, let's see what his new offense is going to be and how he differentiates himself and play calling. You're not going to see that in a spring game. Uh, it was a dink and dunk offense as that breakdown showed. It looked like they were just trying to get guys the ball. And the disappointment for me was 29 completions under 10 yards, and you didn't see one receiver shake anybody down for a big play. Didn't see anybody break a tackle. Didn't see anybody make a DB miss and slide by and run 30 or 40 yards after. So is the tackling on defense that outstanding right now, or are the playmakers on our offense? And this includes the running backs on swing passes. You're out there in space, and you got one man to shake down, and he tackles you. That's a loss in your case. Your job is to make the first man miss. So we didn't see offensive explosion, and I know that's pretty critical of the offensive players, but they're five stars. We brought these guys here because they have the shake and sizzle and bake, and we've seen their high school highlight films, and we've seen them pound their chest about what they're going to do. 29 completions under 10 yards, and no one shaked and baked anybody. The offense has some stuff to do. And it wasn't Marvin Harrison and those guys getting all the catches doing it. It was other guys getting a chance. It was lower guys on the depth chart. But you can't cry once you put it on film and you couldn't do it. So you mm -hmm. had your chance. And that's the way the Ohio State staff will look at it. I know a lot of wise coaches will say, put it on film, good or bad. So when this kid comes crying to us next year, we can say, hey, here were your catches. There, there's nothing flashy about this. You didn't separate from the other guys. So in my mind, I think there was a game plan, safe, distribute the ball, let's see who can make plays. And, and then the vanilla defense leads to a vanilla offense because they're sitting back there over the top, bending to don't break, and there's only so many things you can call into that. You just can't start chucking balls in the safeties that are standing 15 yards down the field waiting for them. So it was a little different. Uh, the run game, we didn't put as much on the spring game breakdown of the eye in the sky, but uh, I had – 20 or 30 runs in a row where those running backs didn't do more than three yards. And then the same scenario there, if the hole was blocked for three yards and you got three yards, okay, that's pretty much what any running back can do. But if that hole was blocked for three yards and you got six or nine because you made that first guy miss or put a shoulder down, we didn't see enough of that, I think, out of those playmakers. Okay. And uh, Trainum's run was great, but that was two unblocked guys taking horrible ankles, and he just pops out the other side, and it's a jog to the end zone. Was that, uh, as a coach once told me, was that great offense or questionable defense? Uh, so you ask, you go round and round when you're playing against yourself. Are we happy that we had a touchdown run, or was our defense so pathetic there that, oh, boy. So 
you know, as I watched it, a lot of thoughts ran through my head. Uh, Kyle McCord, uh, the good on him is, yeah, when he stepped in the throws, you could see talent, but there were only four or five throws over 20 yards and only maybe one or two completions that did that. So did you see these crazy throws, crazy route concepts? No. Uh, what I would worry about Kyle McCord is I know some of the guys had the red practice jersey on or whatever. When you're kind of watching it like I was so much, you couldn't really tell them apart because they were all doing the same things. There was there was really no way for anyone to separate. You didn't see anyone go run and shake guys down. It was just vanilla. At the end of the day, vanilla, you get out of there unscathed. And I know I've been long-winded about this, but, you know, those were the general thoughts. Players that stand out, um, you know, I pointed out a couple of defensive backs that made some great plays and had some tight coverage and uh, Ignazium. Uh, you know, goes him. Like, I'm going to say his name wrong every time. Da- I'll just call him David. <laughs> you know, it was nice to, yeah, it was nice to see him show up on the tape. You know, being a new guy, yeah. uh, I didn't see Doug Carter on tape as much. You know, I didn't really look for it. But uh, Michael Hall in, uh, in the middle there flashed through a few times. Uh, I don't want to call out any offensive linemen, but part of the run game breakdown was some offensive linemen who were getting beat pretty handily. You know, and then that may be a problem, but I don't think those guys are who we're going to be seeing on Saturdays. But it does point out that, boy, there's some depth on that offensive line that you may be headed to the MAC and hopefully you can start there. They might want their scholarship back. You know, there was some, so that's a pretty critical take by me. But you're, an, you're a five star or four star lineman coming to Ohio State. You can't have guys blown by you and running around the edge on you and stuff like that. So there was a glaring thing. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some comments about that, but. I'll let you guys take it from there. If I if I missed on anything, just, just let me know. Now, Igbenosin, uh, anybody who's seen the team this year tends to comment on him, which is great. He is he definitely passes the look test. One of your bigger corners out there. Always nice to get a transfer who can do that. It's hard to make too much out of a vanilla attack, especially when look they they did not play their studs. Um, Extended minutes, as they say, this is got load management. They took an NBA approach to uh, the spring game. So you get Marvin Harrison out there consistently and Emeka Buka and Travion Henderson, etc. I think you'll be all right at the skill positions. The offensive line is interesting. There's a reason uh, our site almost melts down every time a high-level transfer enters the portal from an offensive line perspective. I do think they're going to get in the mix with some transfers now, Bill. I mean, is, is it great defensive line and bad off? You know, it's like one of those things like, well, our, our defensive line so great. They made, they made uh, Georgia look bad at times. So, you know, that's it, fair. I don't want to be too critical, you know, but yeah, there were times where I'm looking at offensive line and going, whoa, you know, yeah. like. I do think our defensive line is going to be better on the whole than it's been in several years. But you want a more competitive effort out of that, for sure. Bill, there were two commitments around the spring game. One we expected. One a little more surprising, uh, although you let us know that Ohio State was interested. Please let us know about the additions of Max LeBlanc and Sam Williams-Dixon. Yeah, uh, Friday evening, Friday, late Friday afternoon, um, the word was pretty much out that Max LeBlanc was going to be a Buckeye. And we've talked about him for a while. And I'd, I'd said earlier that week 
uh, in one of my columns, keep an eye on Max LeBlanc. He's either going to Ohio State or Tennessee, and and that uh, it was trending Ohio State. And Friday evening, Friday, late Friday afternoon, the, the crystal balls, and mine was one of them, started going to Max LeBlanc to Ohio State. It became obvious he was going to be announcing for the Buckeyes, and he did that. He made that announcement basically right at the – starting point around just about 12 noon exactly of the spring game. He is a, an important get. I think he, to me, almost ensures Ohio State is finally going to get their two tight end recruiting class. They've wanted one for a number of years now, and they had one for uh, a little bit last year when uh, Lockwood had committed to Ohio State and then Jelani Thurman but then Lockwood flipped to Alabama. Uh, but this year, I don't see Max LeBlanc changing his mind. He's a 6'5", 230-pound tight end uh, that's got exactly what Ohio State looks for, a guy that can catch the ball, but a guy that can block. And I don't see him changing his mind. He's from Tennessee, but he's really from Canada. And it's significant in that you know he had his finalists, three of them were Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan. And you think, well, you know, Michigan is pretty darn close to Canada, and he had told me he would like to get closer to home. So beating out Michigan is definitely nice for the Buckeyes there. It really, though, came down in the end, Ohio State or Tennessee. And again, Ohio State goes into the state of Tennessee and gets a very good player. I do not see this one as a guy that's going to flip. Uh, the other guy, of course, is Demarion Witten, who was going to be at the spring game, but a uh, family uh, situation kept him from being there, but I still love him to be a Buckeye eventually too. Uh, Colton Heinrich, though, is an interesting guy. Mark is going to be uh, posting his evaluation on him soon. He is from the same high school, uh, Cardinal Gibbons High School in Fort Lauderdale, that a high state tight ends coach Keenan Bailey is from. He is really good. Don't worry about the three-star rankings, as Mark will point out on his evaluation. Heinrich is really good, and he's working to set up an official visit to Ohio State. But in the end, I think it's uh, you're going to have uh, Witten, I believe, that's my prediction, and LeBlanc in the class as a two-tight end class, finally. Uh, Keenan Bailey doing work. The other commitment, of course, was Sam Williams-Dixon. I, Gosh, I had had him crystal ball to Ohio State for a long, long time. He is going to be, I think, a Curtis Samuel type guy for the Buckeyes. He's going to be a running back, but he's going to be able to be split out in the slot. He can even split out wide receiver. He, I think he's going to show people this year at Pickerington North just why Ohio State offered him and took him in the class. Um, I think he's going to show out at Pickerington North. So he committed to Ohio State around 5.30 or so on Saturday night. And um, High State now has 12 members in this recruiting class. And lo and behold, it is the number one recruiting class in the country at this point. Not bad. Mark, don't give away the uh, the whole LeBlanc. deal here. Yeah, but LeBlanc, just a tease. Yeah, Bill said it. And uh, I think some fans, you know, it's boring when you say he's a great all-around tight end. He does the blocking and the receiving. I mean, he's, ah, oh, he looks like a tackle. He's not flashy. Uh, wrong. Okay, these guys can run. These guys, the, going back to Nick Vermette, Howerman, uh, a lot of these guys that went to the NFL, maybe third-round draft picks that weren't the flashiest. Uh, last year, the one that went to the Jets, I believe, uh, 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. They're all the yeah, same guy. Rutgers, and they're coming from the Rutgers, same mold. Yeah, yeah Rucker. They're, they're all the same guy. They're all 6'5", uh, Kate Stover, 230, 250 pounds. They all block first because Ohio State is a zone-run team. You have to block defensive ends. I feel like I've said this 100 times, but – these guys come from that mold the same way Brian Hartline is taking from the Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave mold and just repeating and repeating the tight end mold that's not broken. They're not going to fix it. And, you know, long story short, we're going to see another film like that. The same with the Hinsman kid. That's why I like them. Right. Good stuff. All right. Let's take a quick break here at the 15 minute mark. Come back. All right. We're back. Um, Bill. College coaches can hit the road this week. That usually is a, a sign that their vacations are over and their families will no longer see them again for X number of months. But let us know what you think the Ohio State staff is doing this week and maybe who will get a visit. That always tends to pique our interest. Well, uh, really over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see the coaches – stop at the schools of the top 2024 guys. And then also they're going to, as the spring progresses, they're going to be stopping at the 2025 guys schools to see them. You know, you know, they're going to be stopping to see Aaron Scott and Bryce West, for instance, and Demario Witten at Cleveland Glenville for that matter. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to go down to see Colton Heinrich that, that I talked about in Florida uh, they're going to basically go out and see the top guys that they want to finish off this 2024 class with. And then they'll, they'll go to stop and see some of the guys that are possibilities. Then they will uh, branch out to the 2025 guys schools. And again, I've mentioned this at least one other time uh, on the podcast. It's really interesting now, starting May 15th, um, high school coaches and their teams they can have practices now. They can do seven-on-sevens. That's moved up from what used to be June 1st. Now it's May 15th that they can do that, and that is still an evaluation period. That's still part of the period when these high college coaches can go out and stop, a, stop at high schools. So 
you know, if Ohio State wants to go um, down to Cincinnati uh, May, sometime between May 15th and May 30th, there are a whole bunch of seven-on-sevens where you're going to see a lot of the top kids in Ohio going up against each other. That's going to be great for high school kids and recruiting uh, that they can do that now. Um, you know, they've, all, they've been able to do that in Florida because they have spring football in Florida. But now they got 15 days where they can go out and see these kids in Ohio the last 15 days of May. And that's going to make things really interesting. And for Mark and I, it's going to mean some travel because we're going to be going to a lot of those things and reporting on them here on Bucknuts. And to add to what Bill's saying, uh, for the last two months, I've been retweeting and tweeting out uh, workout days that are like Lakota West, 7 a.m., uh, Lakota East, 9 a.m., you know, and at Princeton, 11 a.m., where college coaches have their day where you can go to these workouts now and it's going to take you a whole day, but you're going to see every kid on those teams work out, bench press, run 40s, do the seven-on-seven seven stuff. So Ohio has really come to the party as far as giving their kids an equal footing as, you know, the Southern schools that have the spring ball. Uh, you're going to get more of these spring days where to think that uh, Ryan Montgomery and the Bella Fountain quarterback, uh, Tavian St. Clair, are going to square off in a seven-on-seven seven match here and, and the end of May, two of the top quarterbacks in the country going, I mean, that's entertainment almost value, not just good work. I mean, that's stuff that could bring fans in and, I could see this this trend building over the years where you're going to see some great matchups like the Glenvilles and the Trotwood Madisons may cross, or you may see state championships teams you know playing each other in the spring in seven on sevens. And I'd like to see this catch fire for the kids, the fans, and for recruiting. You know, for and the D word that if you know Mark Porter, development. You know, like I all I do is watch kids develop. I watch them go from freshman, sophomore, junior. Uh, Bill, when I say the word development, you were saying they're all going to go see 24 and 25s. You forget about the 26 kid they offered, Maxwell Riley up at Avon, or the uh, the 27 offensive lineman at Hoban. Uh, so they have to go spread their net a little farther, Ohio State. And I'm sure they're going to be watching these 2026 guys develop and make sure they come into fruition, you know, as they were. I think 2027 is eighth graders, but the 2026 kids, no, I, think uh, right. 27. I, think I think you're right. Yeah, 26 was the freshman uh, Riley and the and the freshman uh, at Hoban. Greer. So, Same yeah, Greer. Greer. So, yeah, and, and of course, Chris Henry, you know, was the freshman last year that was offered. So, yeah, what, ma making sure those kids develop, especially Greer, who hasn't taken a, a varsity snap of football at all. He was hurt his freshman year. That's a leap of faith, and it's a pretty good leap of faith if you've seen his basketball film. I, I would jump out on that branch with him. This kid is such a, a freak of nature out there, but we're going to watch for development. Now, May, May 7th, you've got uh, – or on May 21, up at Maslin High School. You've got Maslin High School is going to be there. You've got Cleveland Glenville is going to be there, that seven-on-seven. Seven. Um, if I remember right, I think uh, – Maybe it's Finley might be there. It's here, Finley, Pickering North. That's going to be a lot of entertainment. Some great, great players May 21st at Maslin High School. Mark, you mentioned about jumping out on a limb for Sam Greer. Just don't jump with him or that limb is going to break. <laughs> as long as he and I aren't both on the limb at the same time, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to put a lot of pressure on Sam Greer, and I understand he's – class of 26, but I would be shocked 
if Sam Greer does not turn into an Ohio State offer. It wasn't yeah, just his feet. He, he has one. And I'm saying like a legitimate left tackle Legit, yeah. that's, you know, in the category with the guys we have out there now. He made a few plays in the basketball game that weren't just – they were wise beyond his years, kind of an instinctual inbounds play. He saved them that you can't teach kids. And he also has – he's very competitive. And that doesn't sound good for the guy going against him, I don't think, if you got a big, you know, grizzly bear out there who's mean. I remember seeing the uh, Paris Johnson video, and he literally has a blindside clip where he blocks the guy for like 15 yards downfield. It looks like a movie scene, so maybe we'll get that out of Sam Greer. You know, uh, there's like a saying in the football business, I only needed to watch seven plays that his football highlights to know he was a player. I think I watched four plays of Greer on a basketball court and I was sold. Like I, I literally, after like the fourth play, I was thinking to myself, are you already sold on this kid after four basketball plays freshman year? Like, oh, what am I watching? And yeah, he looks closer to a grizzly bear as a freshman yeah. than he does a human being. Just put it at that. And, that, and that's a compliment. He's, I mean, what we're basically getting, there just aren't that many people walking the earth that look like that. Yeah, that, that have the coordination yeah. at that size. Uh, and I think what you're alluding to, like you said, I, I you know, I think he'll work out. I think the prospect of uh, the, the, the percentage of him flaming out or not making it is very small. Very like he low. would really, yeah, he would really have to ignore the weight room and do very bad at school to like, to not end up where he should be in life with the talent he has. Yeah. yeah. Or so I think that's a pretty, pretty safe bet. Yeah. One of the safer ones, I mean, offensive for, line. For, when teams. you're talking freshman and limited sample size, no football, out on a limb, this is as safe as you can be in that scenario of, oh, my gosh, you know, we're, 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 we're going to offer a kid that's never played down a football in high school yet? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I so mean, that's, that's the territory we're talking about. And look, right. looking at uh, – And not to go play at Akron or Kent State. For to real. go play on the highest level of yes. football in the land. Yeah. Absolutely. And looking at that May seven, May 21st, 7-on-7, uh, seven seven, it is Glenville, Maslin, Pickerington North, and Finley at that 7-on-7. Seven seven. There's uh, so many prospects. If you go to May tw- the, the next day, uh, I'll probably be going from Maslin to the next day down to Cincinnati. Fairfield's got uh, Lakota West. Oh, my goodness, how many great players do they have? Uh, Mount Healthy, Cincinnati Taft, uh, Fairfield, you got Anderson. You know, incredible amount of talent is going to be at that uh, seven-on-seven. So it's going to be a lot of fun this this spring, the last half of May. With some new football content for a site like ours, that is music to our ears and, and our eyes in some levels. Music could be that. All right. Let's hit this. This has been interesting, and I will address this, actually. And I don't like to get uh, go blue on the – literally on the Bucknuts Morning 5, but we will. I get so freaking frustrated over the – and slander put forth about Ohio State's quarterbacks come the draft. Okay. Everyone should grasp this about the NFL draft, and I am actually a draft geek besides someone who – is fortunate enough to have a job where you get to talk to NFL draft people and sources like that. This 
two-week stretch that you're going through right now where nobody does anything uh, is lying season, okay? It's people making stuff up to jimmy their position on a prospect. I don't think any of this will have any effect on C.J. Stroud. It's essentially two teams making the decisions at the top, and then you deal with what comes after that. I'm very confident he's going to end up being the second pick in the draft. They are coming up, and they've got this new Wonderlick-style test called the S2 or something, and apparently he's difficult to get along with. That's just not true. That is a lie. I know plenty of people that have dealt with CJ on a consistent basis that speak very highly of him. I mean, he may not be the most charismatic interview or, or Bryce Young in front of the camera. That does not matter. Uh, I mean, uh, Justin Fields is not a tremendous interview. Dwayne Haskins was a mediocre interview. They're good quarterbacks. Um, I don't have any fear about C.J. Stroud. And look, Ohio State's quarterback, uh, what do you call that, pedigree or tradition in the NFL just hasn't been tremendous. They need someone to get in there and crush it. But like I said, if you count Joe Burrow, and by the way, my son and I were talking about this. Every picture, for those who don't think Joe Burrow has any Buckeye in him, every single picture of Joe Burrow you see in public, how many LSU guys are with him? It looks to me like it's Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Sam Hubbard, and uh, my guy Joe with the four amigos. Okay, The honey badger wasn't there. So uh, we will count him. You've got first-round guys. And then, you know, Justin Fields, everyone thinks he's a running quarterback. It's almost like they didn't watch him play in college. Justin Fields had 41 touchdown passes and three interceptions as a junior. And two of them weren't his fault. And they didn't let him run as a senior as, a, as in his last year because they were afraid of him getting hurt. He's running for his life in Chicago because they're terrible. They have, if, you had, if you had his receivers, you'd be a running quarterback. So it's just <laughs> – it's silly. CJ Stroud will be fine. So yeah, let me get Dan. You talk about CJ. I need to get back to when he was being recruited in high school. He didn't. He wasn't one of those guys that sought out the attention. He did not really like to do interviews. He, you weren't going to just pick up the phone and call him. That just that wasn't him. Um, but in person, he is a tremendous guy to talk to. I mean, literally, whenever I would see him out uh, in person, whether uh, it'd be at Ohio State somewhere or wherever, he just as an engaging guy would always come up and we'd talk. And uh, sometimes he would just walk up to me and start talking. Really, you know, the, the, the stuff about him being hard to get along with, not buying it. He's, he's a really good guy. He really is. My son is the exact same age and plays college athletics. And the way I judge these kids is how comfortable they are talking to adults. CJ Stroud is a firm handshake, look in your eyes, not intimidated by you kid. He's wise beyond his years. People have to understand that the level of scrutiny this kid has been under for the last few years in college is unheard of. Okay, so people need to be realistic here. I, look, I judge the Buckeyes by how badly I would want them to be on my per personal NFL fave. I would, tr I would, I'd give up plenty for CJ. Trust me, plenty. All right, Bill. Doc Zabo wants to know what are the chances Jonte Gilbert flips? Seems high. Bill, if anyone's forgotten about him, who is he, and why would they say this? 
Dante Gilbert is the one at this point, 2025 Ohio State commitment, um, which, by the way, in the uh, new updated 247 sports rankings for the 2025 kids that came out yesterday, he was a top 50 selection. He was ranked number 47 in the country overall prospect. He's very good. He's also got a lot of schools still recruiting him, even though he's committed to Ohio State. Um, I think right now the, the main one that you should be concerned with would be South Carolina. He visited there again this past weekend. Um, you know, there's been some Georgia Tech rumors. He did visit Georgia, Alabama, and so forth. Um, you know, I, I, I will say I don't think uh, it's out of the question that he uh, flips. But for now, he's saying he is very committed to Ohio State, uh, but he, he wants to see other schools. And he is letting Ohio State know what is going on. He's just not showing up at these schools all of a sudden. He tells Ohio State you know, I'm going to visit the school and they tell they're okay with him as long as he stays committed and, and as long as they know what's going on at all. So, you know, I, I think it's something you've got to keep in mind that he is still visiting other schools and other schools are going to keep recruiting him because he's a great player. But, uh, you know, for now, at least he's still committed to Ohio state. And I, I think that could uh, stay all the way through the process. We'll just have to wait and see, but you know, he's a kid that you've got to watch for. You know, we talked about schools that could possibly use the NIL to raise them up, raise their program up a level. I'm starting to get the vibe that South Carolina is going to be one of those schools. They're starting to get in the mix for recruits they were not in the mix for in the past. They've done a real good job in the DMV, um, which is the Wild West and a very good place to start because no one has allegiance to anybody there. But I'm starting to think that there's a foundation of some sort at, at South Carolina that is letting them be in the mix. And that state has traditionally, I mean, they've held on to some guys, but they've lost a lot of their guys in South Carolina to big time other SEC schools. So keep an eye on that one. All right, go ahead. I'm Bill. keeping Cam, Pring Cam Pringle, the offensive lineman, keeping him in state. That was huge. I mean, Cam Pringle's really good. Um, now they didn't keep Jaden Davis. Over the last few weeks, the two schools hottest on the recruiting trail absolutely are Ohio State and South Carolina. There you go. All right, last question, Bill, from Mellow number seven. What are our chances with Brandon Baker? I believe Brandon Baker is the offensive lineman from California. His wingspan has been featured on the front of our site here for a day or so. Bring us up to speed on what type of guy he is. Seems like we are in the younger class here. I kind of feel like there's going to be a rush of Californians, Bill. Yeah. In fact, um, funny you should bring that up, Mellow7. He is pictured on uh, our site, for, you know, number one article right now. Um, and lo and behold, he came out yesterday and announced when he is making his official visit to Ohio State. That'll be June 9th to 11th. Um, he's a modern day guy. And, and as I wrote about, uh, High State's got a legitimate chance at these modern day guys. You, you know, some people tend to think, well, modern day guys always go to USC. And I checked with a really good source in, in uh, Southern California just uh, a day or two ago. And he said, hey, you know, these guys might end up at USC, but they are not at all locks or even uh, leans right now to USC. They're open. And Ohio State is a school that they are 
highly considering. You've got Brandon Baker. He's an offensive lineman, offensive tackle that goes 6'5", about 290. Uh, he's a five-star in the 247 sports rankings. Uh, very interested in Ohio State. He was here uh, right at the beginning of April. Uh, you've got Xavier Brown, uh, the cornerback, who made two Ohio State visits in less than a two-week period. He's got family in Ohio. He's got family up in Cleveland. He, he is very a very realistic possibility um, for Ohio State. So, you, you know, you look at those modern-day guys and, uh, you know, do not write them off for Ohio State. They are legitimate possibilities for the Buckeyes. I know people weren't thoroughly psyched with the previous recruiting cycle, but they should be psyched going forward here. Ohio State has really, I mean, it's hard to say they've picked it up in recruiting, given what they've been doing, you know, in a national sense, but even just getting granular on the whole thing. I'm very optimistic, very optimistic uh, for the next two classes, for the 24 and 25. The other one there, by the way, is uh, Aiden Breland, the defensive tackle. Yeah, he 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 is a beast, and he absolutely he's going to make an official visit to Ohio State as well. He absolutely is considering the Buckeyes. I tell you what would not hurt is if uh, Tuamola or Sawyer has one of those years this year that bolts them into edge millions just to keep the pipeline going. Um, we could do that once again, people. Tonight, if you are at the Foundation's Spring Festival. And you see me, please come up and introduce yourself. Love to meet the Nutters. Um, definitely appreciate Mark and Bill stopping by for their Thursday visit. Have a good one, Buck Nutters. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.